0: On a quarterback draw, nowhere
1: to go. The ball is loose, sitting on the turf. It's picked up by Bolton. No one in front of him is going to score.
0: This is Durden Sprague. Just the second punt of the day for Philadelphia. Here's Sipos. Low sinking kick. Tony on the run. Still up on his feet. Tony has a wall. It's another block. Tony inside the twenty. Tony still going, and he's down to the five. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. Fucker up. Got it. it. Hurts as all day. Now some rushers come. Going to throw it as far as his arm can take it, which is well short. And the Kansas City Chiefs have won Super Bowl 57. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. The fan.
1: 6:02 in the Rose City. Time for dirt and spray on Portland Sports Leader 1080. The fans. Good morning, happy Monday. How was everybody's Super Bowl coverage? What is happening? It was great. My coverage was great. Yeah, the broadcast in my house that I gave the play-by-play. By my and the color analysts, I, I knocked both rolls out of the ballpark. You might be thinking Sprague, you just misspoke there. No, I I realized yesterday, and I'd imagine this is happening where everybody is, except maybe your house, because only you watch the game with your wife. Yeah, Mike Francesa called me a loser. Do you see that clip that went viral? Damn it. Oh, is is that where you're going here? I was hoping you didn't see that. I was going to pull him (laughs) like, hey, Francesa gave his thoughts on what you do. I actually think Mike Francesa calling me a loser makes me more affirm in my decision being correct. He's the sports radio pope. I think you're (laughs) wrong there. (laughs) This guy's never been wrong about anything. I mean, come on. No, but like, tell me you're not at an event with multiple people. Uh Uh-huh. And everybody is giving their play-by-play. You have to their that's, rendition of it, and that's why I don't like watching the Super Bowl with people because no. there's a constant dialogue throughout the game. And I just I want to zone in. I want to focus on what's happening. I don't I don't need to hear Nancy's take on the game. Nancy hasn't watched football all year. She's a Johnny come lately. I they had a moment like that in the broadcast where they uh, Burkhart and and Olson both had to say, you know, if you're new to football, Philly's got the best offensive line in the league. And it's like, I hate that we have to do that. We have to dumb down the football. That. We know. Yeah.
0: We all know. Well, Those that's, that
1: need to know. know.
0: if yeah, you don't, it doesn't matter to you. Yeah. That got, that got eye rolls from my crew. But Thank I was you. like, the Super Bowl is one of the toughest games to have to broadcast because you have yeah. people, this is the only football game they watch ever. And then you have people that follow this like we do on Red Zone every game, every right. snap, it's all the time. Yep. And so that that's why that's I why broadcast like this, not to mention all of the other crap that's going on around <laughs> this game.
1: And they were great. I, I'm not trying to disparage no, Burkhart. and no problem. They were awesome. But, yeah, this is one of the most difficult
0: <laughs> things to do as a sports play-by-play guy because you have to try to – include so many different facets of an audience that you normally don't have to do when yeah. you're doing a broadcast. Okay, uh, let me push back on that. No, you don't. <laughs> Why?
1: Yeah, see, and that would be my ultimate takeaway. Like, if I were in the booth, I'd be like, I, did, I... I, I understand a producer's probably telling them to do that, and I, that's, like, I, the direction. Yeah, it's not. Say, I, why, why do they matter? They're not going to take that away. They're not going to learn anything. They're not going to be in, more in love with football. They watch the Super Bowl every year, mostly just for Rihanna's halftime show, and then they go about their merry way. They, they most, well, y- yeah, you're right, 100%. In commercials. <gasps> Did you see that commercial? The, the people I had at my house yesterday we watched, um, it only really got loud when the halftime show was about to start. Of course. And I had to turn my, you know, my, my speaker up as loud as I could. Uh, and... See, this is why I can't do parties. No, but I, I, I'm fine with that. I, I, I enjoy the festivities of a halftime show and people getting... People were really excited about the timing of the national anthem. Like as he was singing it, everybody was like, Oh my God, is he gonna hit the over? Is this gonna get under? <laughs> did the over or under hit on that? He hit the over. Yeah. According to the one I had, I got it at one minute and fifty-nine seconds. Okay. He hit the over by one second. Ooh. And he he Ooh. trailed it out he to did? to extend right at the over. He killed that anthem, by the way. He yeah. absolutely annihilated it. I yep. thought it was a good night of performances in yeah. general. Yeah. Um but swag. You don't. If you don't dumb it down, that person that doesn't know bleep about either team is not going to stop watching.
0: They're 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 there. I, I don't disagree with you, but I think in the production meetings, they're, it's they're in their ear. But constantly. I'd love to get to
1: the production meeting and say, "Shut up."
0: <laughs> Do the
1: football game I don't for know the football that guys.
0: Burkhardt and Olsen are in a spot where maybe Al Michaels is going to say, uh, "I'm calling the game." I don't know about that
1: anymore, man. Greg Olson's Star has. Risen and shot up through the media. Yeah, but Burkhart's
0: in his first year in that spot. It's not like he's Fox he's uh or he's Joe Buck. This is
1: year one without Joe Buck. Joe Bucks has uh, called how
0: many Fox Super Bowls in a row? Hold on.
1: How many years has Burkhart been calling sports? A A decade? yeah, but he's never really had a prominent play-by-play role until this year. He was usually more of a in the studio. He's the studio guy. He's the game show. For,
0: uh, for the World Series for World and series. that sort of. And stuff. now
1: he calls the World Series. Yeah. or no, Joe Davis. Joe calls Davis World series. Joe yeah. series. Yeah, but yeah, that was mainly how he might have been a third tier, four tier guy that you just didn't hear from very often. But I, I, it just it gets back to the point of the commentary that that takes place from people. Like I'm I'm glad that people like watching the game. I it also acknowledge that the vast majority of for the actual football and that's what slightly bothers me about Super Bowl parties but it is funny because every time you have a gathering there is, there is a constant dialogue throughout the course of the game where I feel I guarantee you at every Super Bowl party when Mahomes got hurt everybody's talking about how the game's over game's over Mahomes is hurt game's over like I know that was the dialogue and you're like hey you gotta remember toward all shots work that was the MVP of the game because now his ankle doesn't hurt anymore it's a
0: miracle he take shots <laughs> or toward all pills
1: ooh I don't know yeah take that GP2 you <laughs> bitch <laughs> the (laughs) difference? And is there one? Can somebody clarify that to me? Uh, the shot is... Uh, tomato, tomato. The shot goes... One of them's more potent. I yeah, think the it's shot's the more shot because okay. it goes
0: right yeah. to wherever... I mean, they give it to you right where the issue is in your body. I
1: kind of want to take a oral dose of Toradol one time. Just see what it feels like. I'd love to take some Toradol if I'm running like hood to coast with yeah. my knee pain. Like, <laughs> shoot it up, Bob. <laughs> see how quick your time can that get. Dirt,
0: dirt needs to take <laughs> it right before he plays from the tips on some golf course somewhere. <laughs> Jeez, He's really back baby. for a little Woo! extra 10 yards
1: <laughs> letting it fly hey boys how was the spreads huh i mean we have way too much food way too much food oh yeah well, yeah it's just you it and was, was just me and the wife yeah. and we over we overdid it she overdid it I, sl- I also overdid it we both overdid it yeah i also i will give her credit she had i don't know if your your significant others have this problem my wife has the incredible ability of identifying when a game is close in the final minutes, like not saying anything throughout the entire game. And then there's three minutes left, and all of a sudden a thought bubble pops into her head, and it's like, hey, let's have a deep conversation. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You had, first off, three and a half quarters to bring this up. Nothing was said. Secondly, there's four minutes. Like, we can legitimately have this conversation in five minutes. Can we just can we just get through this? They called a timeout. There's a review. There's something close going on. Can we just get through the end of the game? And I told her yesterday before it kicked off, I you know, we'll do some stuff you want to do in the morning, okay? Honey to-do list. I said, can you just promise me by the time the game kicks off, you don't bother me until – like, you can talk to me during commercials. That's fine because I don't care about commercials. But fourth quarter, can, can we just focus in on what we're doing here – and i got to give her a pat on the back. She performed excell- excellently yesterday. Oh, I thought you were teeing this up to no. say that she was talking your ear off she at the did. end of the game. She was great. She didn't bother me. Oh. I, th- I know she wanted to. She had a couple of moments where she's, like, playing with the dog on the rug in front of the TV, and I'm like, <laughs> but she was great. She performed well yesterday. Yes, I can see right now. <laughs> uh,
0: can you get out fortunately, of my way? yeah, fortunately the crew I'm with uh, is fairly football savvy. They all watch football on a regular basis they all have a team or something so there wasn't there was no naivete in the audience (laughs) everybody was focused in on the game itself okay Food was all right? Food was good. I made a little, uh, I triggered a pork loin. Fortunately, the place I went was a mile and a half down the road, so I could, uh... Did you just run there with your slow cooker? No.
1: <laughs> I could I just
0: picture you running down <laughs> Cornell. pushing it down there. <laughs> Woo!
1: Coming back with my slow cooker! Well, they are,
0: they are, you have to plug it in for it to work, so... <laughs> Random listeners, is that Jason Swigard running with a slow cooker down Cornell no, right now? No. Smoking
1: some pork on the side of the highway! Did
0: that, and, uh, yeah, the host, uh, made, uh, her famous cheesy potato casserole—that was uh, that was divine. That sounds delightful. Somebody else made chocolate chip cookies that I swear had crack in them. I could we could not stop Dude, eating chocolate
1: them. chip cookies when done well. Oh, <laughs> perfect
0: amount stop. of chewiness oh, in there, A little crunchy. Uh, made sure there was a proper amount of salt, so you got a little the sweet, a little and, little of the sweet salt. and the salty. Yeah, you gotta have both. There. Underrated have both. part
1: of a chocolate chip cookie: the sweet and the salt. Yes, yeah. well done. How'd well, your pizza turn out? Oh, I mean, I. My cousin brought the pizza. She had like five pizzas from Walleries down in Salem. It was fantastic. We had a, uh, a, a Wallery somebody listen somehow get a word of the shout out on Friday where yeah. you were going to eat, and they tweeted us over the weekend. They said next time you do a delivery or an order that needs to sit in a box for a while, yeah, they tweeted us and said the secret is you don't you ask them to not cut it, and evidently that makes the pizza. Better, lasts longer. Oh, okay. So if you ever have one of those long deliveries, just say, no cut, and then you cut it when it gets to your house. I might do that again next year, go to them. Yeah, pizza is a great thing to do for the Super Bowl. Dude. I got no beef with pizza. I had, I'm trying to count it. So I had four, uh, six, and then five would be 11. So I had 11 people at my house. There you go. And then we had, you know, my family, so four more. So you had what, that'd be 15 Doing 15 in the house, and I don't have like a huge where the TV is. It's not this big space. It's mm. it's a little smaller and more intimate. And um, the pizza was the move because when the people left, I looked around and I said, "Cleanup was easy." Yeah, it was. Recycle. Put the pizza in the Ziploc. Put it in the fridge. Boom. Nothing else. There paper plates, paper yep. bowls for ice cream sundays, and plastic, you know, cups. Right in the trash. That's the way to do it for sure. (laughs) Because the cleanup sucks on a Sunday night. I'm going to tell you right now. Well, cleanup on Sunday is my least favorite cleanup of the week. Because I'm ready to kind of go upstairs and do a little show stuff and relax a little bit. Try to get to bed at a reasonable time. And that almost never happens. (laughs) When I was done cleaning up, and it took me all of like 10 minutes, I just looked around. I'm like, God, I'm never not doing this again. I'm never (laughs) not having something easy to eat. Paper Uh, plates. Plastic silverware, you know, all that stuff. It's either, yeah, it's either pizza or like uh, the big sandwich. Big sandwich. Big sandwich is a good go to, too. I've done both of those. I'd be good with Chinese food because as long as there's paper plates, I'm in. That's true.
0: You know, that's so much easier. Sometimes you have a little more slop to clean up. Yeah. There's drippage. <laughs> there, yeah, there's the a
1: little drippage. You're right there, but I'm also really ecstatic about having the leftovers.
0: Right? That's true. And leftover Chinese, yeah. Is leftover pizza. Sometimes you're like, hmm, it's never quite the same. Well, it depends on how much of it you have, too. If you got a slice or two, no big deal. It's no, not I, a
1: huge deal, but I, if you, I would say we have like ten slices left. Okay, and they're be, not like. Yeah, but thick you got you got a
0: family. Here. You got little kids. You can. Yeah, they're gonna take a couple yeah. for lunch today. There, there
1: you go. go. You got lunch for two days. Uh, yeah, and for some people, breakfast. I I ate like a fat ass. I gotta <laughs>
0: not eat it.
1: That's the only way that you can do the Super Bowl, though. you got to eat like a fat ass. You don't move. You sit around all day. You
0: enjoy the hell out of the game. I did.
1: You eat terrible food. We all complain Well, We had the pizza
0: the night before, so our same crew. One of the guys, it was his birthday, so they all came to the Pilots game, which was an afternoon, and then we went and played poker and did the pizza Saturday night. So we were gluttons all weekend long. Good move. Good move for you.
1: That's how you do it. That sounds like a great weekend. It was. Uh, Other than the
0: second half of the Pilots game, it was great. Oh, you guys lost! It was a one-point game at halftime.
1: (laughs) That's all we need to know. What was the final?
0: (laughs) We lost by eighteen. Oh, yeah. Oh, you win Philadelphia Eagles in the second half. We did did not score. Pilots didn't score for the first six and a half minutes. How about PSU
1: stealing the city thunder? Yes, game winners with less than a second to go.
0: Point four beating the lumberjacks.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, we got a lot to get to today. We do not have a guest. It's Monday. It's a busy show. There's a lot to discuss. We will have about a, a segment or two non Super Bowl today. And normally I would say we don't even usually do that, but no, the Blazer thing needs some It is weird.
0: This I, is one I, of the weirder stories get, yeah.
1: I've ever encountered as a basketball fan, let alone having a fandom attached to it. What's up with you beavers, huh? Villains now, I tell you, villains. I don't I, I don't know if this is a player thing. I don't know what this is about, but we need to talk about it. So we'll get to the Blazer thing. But uh, we got a lot of Super Bowl stuff to discuss. We'll get it going. Dirt and Sprague. On 1080, the... I'm sure All right, welcome back in. Dirt and Spray with you. As somebody tweeted us, I uh, I hope you guys followed our sage betting advice and bet the doink. And a doink in that game yesterday. The doink. Shouldn't have been a doink. Andy Reid turtled in a big moment in a big game again, <laughs> and he got away with it. <laughs> he got away with it. Yes, he did. Uh, unfortunately, uh, that that was a really good football game. It a great game. And uh, it kind of gave us everything we needed. We had a deficit. We had questionable injury situations. What's going to happen? Mm-hmm. A lot of drama going into the final quarter and the final couple possessions there. And, uh, you know, it's one of those, like, a flag is thrown, and now everybody's talking and screaming about the flag today. <laughs> and I, I, I don't want to spend much on that, um, mainly because one of the guys involved, James Bradbury, the defensive back, called for the penalty in the fourth quarter, had this to say in the post. I mean, that's not up for my judgment. Uh, I, I was hoping he would let it go, but of course, you know, he's a ref. The game, um, and it was, it was a hold. So, they called it. It's so like, what am I supposed to do if the player himself is like, <laughs> I was hoping he wouldn't call it, but I absolutely committed that penalty. But the rest of America is
0: screaming about that not being a call that they should have made during the game. And I think, the problem was I think the hold occurred before the video got on him. Everybody's looking at sort of the end of the route, yeah. and I think it occurred. I don't think we got a good video picture of where the penalty was actually called.
1: But it, it was happening before he even came out of his break, yeah. and then it continued after that where his hand was kind of on his back. And, and I, I'm glad that you have that takeaway too. I, I feel like in this modern era of football with Twitter – this is the way we we react to like eighty nine percent of games now, and it just is part of it's tiring for me. It's like we pretend that nothing that happened in the first three and a half quarters mattered. The fact that there were bad calls going both ways, none of those matter. And then you get one late in the game, and you're like, "Well, that decided it. That's the reason they won." It's like in the in the second quarter of that game on Kansas City's third drive. The game was 14-7. Philadelphia had a bit of a stranglehold on it. Reed had just decided to kick a field goal and had it uh, hit off the upright. Philly responded with a touchdown. Casey gets the ball. On third down, they throw to Juju Smith-Schuster over the middle, and there is a blatant defensive penalty. Blatant. He's grabbing him. He hooks him early. There's contact there. Everybody on social media screams to the heavens, are we not throwing a flag there? Why aren't we throwing a flag there? Okay, they don't call it, they punt, they ended up getting the scoop and score on the next drive, so it didn't loom too large in the game, but it's a butterfly effect, you never know how the game So in that moment, we're upset a flag doesn't get thrown, and then in the fourth quarter we're accept, uh, upset that a flag does get thrown. I just, I, I can't quite compute this. I love that everybody that says the flag shouldn't be thrown starts their statement with, well, it was a penalty, but... So where where is our threshold on throwing penalties late in the game? If the left tackle blatantly holds the the defensive end that keeps Mahomes from getting sacked, do we throw a flag on that play, or is it late in the game you let him play? If somebody spears Mahomes in the side of the helmet, do we let him play? Is we just not throwing? Are we not allowed to throw flags in the final two minutes? Like the tough part for me was if, as Swag is pointing out. That hole doesn't take place coming out of the break. Is Juju Smith-Schuster open earlier on that play? Does Mahomes then, before the pressure gets there, have the ability to find him and maybe score a touchdown on that play? Like... We'll never know what the outcome would have been without the penalty, but it was a penalty, and there were a million reasons why Philadelphia lost that game. Might have been a small reason for it, but I hate the fact that we get to the end of the game, we point to one play and act like nothing that happened for three and a half quarters mattered. It was only the one call. Here was Greg Olson and Mike Prayer live on the broadcast with uh, their thoughts and their view of of that final Scenario, penalty. You'll see James Bradbury, they're going to say he
0: grabs him. He's got his left hand on his back. I don't know. I think you let him play. Obviously, Mahomes thought he saw it. I think, I don't know, I think you let him play, finish this thing out. I don't love that call. Mike. I mean, I think you got to see the whole thing. It seemed to me at the initial break, he grabbed the back of the jersey and pulled it. If we see that, I think that is old.
1: So I, I think Olsen did miss the initial tug of the jersey. I think he was seeing on the second time when he kind of had his hand on his back. hmm they called him for the tug of the jersey, not the hand on the back. Right. You know this is—it's such a weird thing because you're right. I, I remember the Juju missed call. We're all—we were all in our living room, like when we—some of us bet differently, but we were all kind of like that. That's a penalty. Like, oh, we're not going to call that. <laughs> okay, third and long. It's a pretty critical call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty big in the moment, and you know they miss it. But there is something about the end of a game, especially when you have a really good football game like that. It's a tie game. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they're held to a field goal, and then Philly gets the ball back with some time to try to get down either
0: win or tie it as well. because yeah, that was a third down play. They right. would have had to kick a field goal it right been there. And, and Butker. There would have been about two. Yeah, Butker. He is, was
1: kind of weird yesterday. He made the field goal that he needed to make, but, like, he doinked it, and he almost missed the extra point. Yeah, like he did. He was a little shaky. Uh, but. I don't know where to sit. I'm kind of stuck here of like, I want penalties called the same as they are throughout the entire game. But as a sports fan, I do understand. Like I had a Kansas city ticket. I I, I had a decent amount of money on that game on the chiefs money line. Financially, it made sense for me to be happy with that (laughs) call, but I can admit as a sports fan, the way the game ended was an absolute dud compared to how good the game yeah.
0: was. I think you just you don't want to feel like I think it would have been worse had there been an egregious foul that got. I, I think that's the main thing. Would you, know you guys what, have
1: been mad if they if they held the flag in their pocket? Given what you saw with the throw, it was it looked more like a throwaway. Not than based
0: a, on what we saw on the broadcast. Okay, but I, I they did show that one uh, shot of Mahomes. Who was initially, he saw something. He yeah. was positive. He was pointing. I think right, that's part of the reason he, he threw the, threw the ball it. where he
1: threw it. Yeah. yeah. So he was under pressure, and he thought, "Hey, I thought I yeah. saw a hold there." If he throws it to the other side of the field, you probably don't get that call. And
0: maybe there's another shot somewhere else earlier, and that was on him earlier in the route. I think part of the problem was we just didn't see. I think what Patrick Mahomes and the officials saw. Well, here's I, well. I, I
1: think both of these things can be true. Like the game undoubtedly ended with a horrible thud. Like yeah. nobody wants to see again. Like even in the post game celebration, I don't know about you guys. I felt like even Kansas City was like subdued in their celebration. It was kind I mean, of weird. Yeah. It was just a yeah. weird way to end the game. It was a great high scoring back and forth, momentum swinging, thinking Kansas City's going to win, thinking Philly's going to win. Like It was an incredible Super Bowl. And to have a game end with three kneel downs and, and a few, like, that sucked. And then eight seconds where you know he can't reach he the can't, end zone. Yeah, he throws it 40 yards. Like, what are we Jesus doing there? How about that, that we try throw. a <laughs> hook and ladder here? What, what the hell run, was that play called? Run the quarterback sneak. <laughs> I think you got a better chance during that game to just run it in for a touchdown. <laughs> Miles Sanders a cor- at, at uh, center and hike it and then run that play. So I, I think we can all agree the game ending sucked. Like, that was a game of throw Ending. But I, I saw thought, a lot of people make that. Joke, I thought but the biggest
0: the the turning point of the game was the the false start on say, Amalo that went from the yeah. third and one to the third and six, and then Hurts just fumbles it, just, just it. drops it, because otherwise Eagles keep the drive going. We're up 14-7. Maybe they get at least a field goal. They go up two scores and in the they were in the second quarter i think the hurts drop for the fumble and the scoop and I, score and so, by bolton was
1: it was 14-7 they had the it was yeah. third and short and the third and short play is an i mean nobody can stop they it they can't stop it so, so if you, you hike it there... are going to get
0: that they were they were out near midfield so i think you think the eagles if they are able to go down and get some points out of that i i think the game's dramatically different
1: it it um it yeah it's like i don't want them to not throw flags on penalties but there is that sports fan part of me. And I kind of equate, I use basketball for this Two playoff basketball. It, you just rarely get when you get in those moments, there's that part of you that you don't want it to be egregious, but you kind of want to be like, Hey, everybody keep your whistles and your flags hanging down and make
0: sure you see what you see before yes. you blow the whistle or throw the flag. I, I'm not
1: arguing. It's not a penalty. I'm, I'm not even blaming the final result on the penalty. I, I'm just, it was a bit of a dud to an ending of yep. a great football. That's my point. Like, We can I, all agree on that. I think that's sure. a penalty, and they threw the flag, and the player admits it's a penalty. Like, okay, I'm not going to spend an hour of our show today Debating the penalty and if should they like we're gonna move on from this, but I wanted to get to it because it was too good of a game to just focus on that. Yeah, exactly, but it was also such a good game that it was such it, it you had that weird ending that you're yeah. like, oh damn. It remi- it honestly reminded me of a of a, as painful as it was that was the Oregon Auburn national championship game. The way that it ended on the last drive was the dire call does not down, and it was this great 1919 back and forth game close, and then it ends with Auburn taking like three knees and kicking For a the field, field goal, goal as yeah. time expires, and you're just sitting there like. You know what the outcome's gonna be, but you're waiting and it just it's a it's a thud of a way to end. I think as sports fans we can all acknowledge we would have rather seen the, the Philadelphia have a chance there. Whether whether Kansas City scores, whether there's a field goal, like I wanted to see even if it cost me money and I was a heavy Kansas City better. I wanted to see Jalen Hurts get another shot. He played a terrific game. It would have been amazing to see him get one last opportunity. It didn't work out that way. It was hilarious, though, to see all the tweets about how that's the worst call in Super Bowl history, and then the player 10 minutes later in the locker room say, yeah, I mean, it was a hold. I held him. It was a penalty. I I loved that juxtaposition yesterday on social media. (laughs) Uh, We got more on the Super Bowl. We'll get to that uh, coming up next. All right. uh, Welcome back in. We got a bit of a technical... Thing to talk about with you guys real quick and then we'll dive back into the old big game so you may remember some of you P1s out there we we, we love and thank you uh, our P2s even our P3s our, our newbies we love you too you guys may recall a few months ago we were doing our show live from the Ryan Cooley office space And uh, it was not great. We had a lot of technical issues. We were down for an hour during one of our shows. (laughs) We'd still have people tweeting and texting us, which was unbelievable. It's still dead air. (laughs) You may remember that I had given out a new text line. Our boss emailed us on Sunday night at like 930 at night and said, hey, there's a new text number, and you need to to talk about it tomorrow. And so uh, I promptly got on the show, and I told you, hey, text this new number. Our old one doesn't work. And then the new number didn't work and our old one worked (laughs) and nobody explained why that happened or, you know, why we jumped the gun on alerting that we just went about our merry way. And we eventually just people figured out that the old line was still the text line. Well, we're back again, folks, (laughs) except this time nobody alerted the show, the morning show, at least. Uh, the text line number has officially changed. Yeah, it's no longer 503-250-1080. We're not claiming to be big time at all. We love the audience we have, especially in the 6 a.m. hour, because we know a lot of you guys out there work early. Um, it is no longer 503-250-1080. So scratch that. So if you've been texting, it, yeah, we haven't gotten any texts. <laughs> like, what's going on here? It's the day after the Super Bowl. I know people are listening. And Dirt and I are, you know, <laughs> I'm more self-conscious than Dirt, but I'm like, is it us? What did we do? What's wrong with us? It is the new number because we've tested it ourselves. Yes, we did. I tested it during the break. And the new number for the fan text line, we tweeted this out at Dirt and Sprague, is 503-864-6326. 503-864-6326. It's a delightful day. The perfect <laughs> show to have no heads up that your text line number has been changed and that there's a new phone, a new phone number for it. So there you go. 503 864 6326. First text that showed up is swag as a bet watcher. So, welcome to the new text line. I love that that's forever going to be attached to him, <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> Just amazing! Like I care. Just amazing! Oh, you care. Can we retweet it with no. the fan?
0: I just uh, retweeted yeah, okay. it. There you oh, go.
1: thank you. I appreciate that. So then we, everybody kind of gets a heads up there. Five zero three eight six four six. Ah, they're showing up. I'm glad to know you're all out. There. We love you guys. We miss you. We 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 wanted the tax. We were getting like, any my damn uh, dude. It's like Super have, Bowl have, foods. Con- we, we just uh, t- we did a ten minute segment on a controversial call, and nobody chimed in. I'm like, I uh, know everybody's pissed off and bothered I about have, that I call. I sought
0: <laughs> guidance from the powers <laughs> above me. Uh, no, I know. I know you did your end. We we're doing our end. There's I'll, the. Heads I'll see up. if anybody says anything. Well, my question is, is I kind of want to let nobody else
1: know. <laughs> Make everybody else go through it's this. Too damn late, it. Man. it is.
0: It's a uh, third party vendor that controls that. Yeah, so that was, there's also the possibility it just.
1: But we were we we are aware of the third party vendor the first time, and we were told that we knew it was changing, and then it didn't. Well, change. that was
0: the plan, and they weren't. Uh, the Oof. third party vendor was not on the ball.
1: Odyssey, that's all I'll say. All right, let's move on now. There's the new text. (laughs) All right, what do you want to get into? Uh, I kind of want to just talk about how they blew that game. Philadelphia. I I will never again in my life, and we'll get to Pat Mahomes coming up at the top of the hour. I will never again in my life have Patrick Mahomes (laughs) in plus money territory ever again in this game. If he's ever to get back to the Super Bowl, I promise you I will never be able to bet $180 $180 on Patrick Mahomes at plus 100. Never will happen again. I promise you, he will never be an underdog in this game again. It's hard to imagine it. It was hard to imagine him being an underdog this week. I think a lot of it went to the talent on Philly, and they're a couple of plays away from winning that game. But I, I watching them, turtle isn't the right word, but they, just, they could not string together drives in the second half the way that they did in the first half. Kansas City's defense finally came up with a stop. And that to me was the biggest momentum turning play of that game because you had a 20, you know, the 24 14 lead. Kansas City scores easily to open the second half. It's 24 21. And if Philly goes down the field, they did move it. But if they go down the field and score a touchdown on that drive, Kansas City's left playing perpetual catch up basically the rest of the second half because at that point you're already with like two or three minutes left in the third quarter. I mean, it's almost a damn fourth quarter. And if you're down by 10 against a team that can run the football the way that Philadelphia can, like that, that was a huge momentum turning play in that game to hold them to a field goal. Your offense was then humming. You could take the lead on the other end, and they did with, with, with the touchdown. I, I think the unsung heroes of that game, and a lot of people have identified this, but it was to me the biggest standout. It was Kansas City's offensive line, without a question. They were the MVP. Like, we talked for two straight weeks about how undoubtedly Philadelphia has the advantage in the trenches, and based on regular season and postseason numbers, they did. Their offensive line was better, and their defensive line was better. If you told me on Friday that Kansas City was going to outrush Philadelphia by nearly 50 yards as a team, I would have laughed at you. Jalen Hurts had 70 rushing yards himself as a quarterback. Their running backs combined for 40, 50, 40, 50 yards, yeah. something like that, on you know 17, 18 carries, somewhere in that range. Like that was, That's not a very good night for their backs, whereas you had Pacheco with a really good night. Mahomes obviously had a couple of good scampers. McKinnon had a couple of really nice runs. And of all the talk about Redick and all these great deep, you know, defensive linemen that are going to wreak havoc on Mahomes who can't move, how many sacks did they have at the end of the game? Zero. Zero. Cero. That was the reason. That, I mean, Mahomes was incredible and it, well, he deserves his roses the yes, way he does. played in the second half. The game plan, the play designs down near the goal line to put guys in motion and have them cut back towards the pylon. Just brilliant offensive game plans, but none of it happens if they can't win up front and they did a good job in the second half of bottling up Philly's run game, allowing their offense to get the run game going and give a t- Mahomes time to throw the football throughout the game. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you 100% there. I I thought Philadelphia and I said this I said this about the third quarter so I don't think Kansas City had taken the lead I think they had just scored their first touchdown They scored on every possession in the second half Second half they did yeah three touchdowns and a field goal So they they they're down 24-14 at the half and I will tell you as a 49er fan I was like Ooh I've seen this before I've seen this movie before Don't start counting your chickens and he comes back and they get that touchdown And I want to say it was about that point. I looked at the stats, and it had shown how many passes Jalen Hurts had thrown. And I said it out loud. As Again, as I mentioned, at a party, everybody offers (laughs) play-by-play. And I had said out loud, they're not playing the style of football they want to play. Kansas City has backed them into saying, oh, no, Jalen Hurts is going to beat us, not the running game. And that's exactly what happened. Miles Sanders... I don't know how many, I don't even know how many rushes he had. I feel like I heard his name twice. Seven for 16. He averaged two yards a carry. His longest run of the game was six yards. Boston Scott. I mean, three almost, for eight. he almost had a tutty, but yeah, after that possession, you didn't hear from, I mean, they didn't have anything going. Gainwell was good in the pass. He was probably their best player out of the backfield, but that was from the passing attack. Seven for 21. They just did it couldn't get anything going. And Kansas City and Chris Jones, you give him a lot of credit. Um... They they committed some penalties in the first half that you're like, Frank Clark, what are you doing, man? It's third and four. Why are we jumping? <laughs> I was losing my mind as I had a lot of money wagered on that game. But I thought they did exactly what they wanted to do. Big game spags, man. He showed up and he showed out. And he got Kansas City to put Philadelphia in a position they didn't want to be in. And that was passing attack. And I give those DBs. I know A.J. Brown had that long uh, passing catch. For the tutty, mm-hmm. where it looked like McDuffie saw it and he just kind of misplayed <sighs> it a little bit. He just lost the ball and mistimed his jump. That yeah. was a that was a lob and a double, an incredible throw. Yes. But that very easily could have been a pick. And he threw another one that very easily could have been a pick, a right. drive or two later as well. And uh but overall, like I that secondary's young, man. That Kansas City team had a lot of youngsters and that secondary had some real young players. I thought they played exceptionally well. I don't know what happened to Devonta Smith. It looked like he got hurt, and I didn't hear from him again. Um, A.J. Brown had a couple catches, one of which I just mentioned is the touchdown, but I'm with you. I thought the MVP was the offensive line for what they were able to do to Philadelphia's defensive pass rush, and I also thought that defensive game plan for Kansas City really good because you want Jalen Hurts to throw more so than allowing Philly to continue to run down your throat the whole game and control every aspect of it. Yeah, their splits being 38-32, throws to runs, I think is a good split. And also that's a little misleading because some of those were Jalen Hurts you know, scrambles on those runs that were called pass plays. So it was even right. more, it was probably more towards 42 43 to 28 29 Agreed. in that territory. So it was really one sided, which was unique. I never thought that would happen. And this is the beauty, and it's what I love most about football. It's like we, we can break down games a million different angles. And it's why sometimes the storylines the week before the Super Bowl can get misleading because nobody knows how the damn game's going to play out. But we all have our thoughts and our theories, and well, this has to happen because this is the way it's happened all year. If it, it, like I mentioned, of you telling me Kansas City's going to outreach philadelphia i wouldn't have believed you on friday the other thing is if you showed me jalen hurts box score and you say this is how jalen hurts is going to play in the game he's going to have 300 passing yards no interceptions he did have the one fumble which was a weird one where it just fell out of his hands he was trying to switch it looked he like. was and it was funny because mahomes actually had a very similar play in the afc title game that allowed cincinnati to stick around in that game where he tried to throw the quick screen and it just slipped up out of his hand and it ended up being a fumble they didn't scoop and score but to have 300 passing yards, 70 rushing yards, three rushing touchdowns, a passing touch like 103 quarterback rating. If you show me that box score on Friday, I look at you and I say, there's no chance in hell Philadelphia's losing that game. No chance. The, one of the questions I had about Philly and the reason I gambled on Kansas City was twofold. Mahomes is the best player in football, and I don't know how I feel about Jalen Hurts. He had not been good throughout the course of the postseason, didn't have to do a ton against the Giants or 49ers for obvious reasons. But I did not quite quite buy into his ability to come up big with a huge game yesterday, and he was outstanding. Like, we all got caught debating that Dallas Goddard catch-no-catch no catch late in the game on third and 14, and I hate sometimes that we do that because we overlook the fact that was a brilliant throw. He had one over the middle uh, late in the game to a, a diving, was it Watkins, I think, that was just out of the reach of hair Could have easily caught it, though, still. Like, he was terrific, and it still wasn't enough. And this is what I love about football, that we no matter how the game goes at times or how we Think it's going to play out? There's always a curveball there waiting for you, and Kansas City had a lot of them in the second half. The play I felt most confident Kansas City was going to win this game, I'll tell you what play it was. And then also, I do want to talk about Jalen Hurts before we get to Pat Mahomes and what we make of Philadelphia and where they're at right now, coming just short in the Super Bowl, and and Kansas City wins on basically a walk-off field goal. And so we'll have more on that coming up, and the greatness that is Pat Mahomes. All of that is next. Dirt and Spray. All right, new fan text line number for those just getting in the car this morning. 503-864-6326. We understand the bounce-back text message says something to the effect of, we don't understand your message. (laughs) The the bounce-back message reads, thanks for texting Odyssey, KFXX, FM. Hey, look at us. Uh, We didn't understand your message. Reply help for help. (laughs) Reply stop to cancel. If you need help, just help. It's working. We're getting your text messages. They're coming through. Don't worry about the bounce back, all right? Whatever you do, don't. Why just... would we program the bounce back to say we don't understand your
0: message? Why?
1: Why? What, are we doing? what are we doing here, man? We just signed two-year agreements. And, we did. Uh, like day one of our new agreements. <laughs> it's uh. It's off to a great start. We can't understand you're a mumbo jumbo. Your text isn't real, but thank you for texting KFXX. <laughs> are you a real person? No, these are real. I think we need to do that for our listeners. Have them go through like one of those robot mazes where you're like, is that? Is the bottom of the light in that picture? Is that a traffic light? I can't tell. Uh, the play, personally, we all have these moments, and sometimes we're wrong. <laughs> but yesterday, I ended up being right, thankfully. The play, I knew Kansas City was going to win the game. Would you care to guess? Ooh. The play that you knew Kansas City was gonna win the game. There was one play and it happened and I said, I'm gonna win this bet tonight. And I had I you know, I, I waited and I cashed it and I said, glad I was right on that. If you care to guess. Well, there's a couple of candidates that show up. There's a there's the scoop the first scoop and score the scoop and score the was, that was nice because I was afraid of them getting just bludgeoned in the first half. Part of me is good, this, happy the second one got overturned because that would have been a really dumb MVP like right place, right time. Not for people who bet. Bolton was a hundred to one for MVP. Oh, sure. it's I mean, like on, when
0: like, Larry Brown won it first. Like, stop. That's Neil O'Donnell really, gifted Larry Brown. Like, stop. <laughs> he, I mean, he was, he was really not the best game game, player though. in the game though. He was not
1: the best. He was, he, was he, arguably the most impactful <laughs> defensive player. He was uh, all over the field. Look What I found. Luck of the eye. Cyrus oh, just having a, a ball hater. bounce
0: into his hands, and he,
1: he didn't even cause either fumble. So, Look,
0: that's a former but, quarterback. He's always biased to yeah, he the quarterback. Really come is. on,
1: Mahal, I mean, come on, yeah. come
0: on. Okay, that would have been dumb. So, so you, you want uh, to so know?
1: Not that play. Maybe the Mahomes scramble late. He had a scramble late, and you're like, oh my god, how is his ankle still yeah. intact? Hit it was
0: over it, on rushing yards. It by was the way. second and
1: three in the third quarter at the Philadelphia eighteen with ten fifty seven to go. Ooh, I love Patrick the Mahomes. Scrambled for 14 yards. And I said, Oh, that, that ankle's numb. He's good, Bob. We're <laughs> winning the game. He can move. He's gonna if he can do that, he's gonna win the football game. There's joint MVPs, the Chiefs offensive line and the tour-all shot that was given to Patrick Mahomes at halftime, because there for a moment at the end of that first half, it, it appeared this could be it. And then you're like, ah, Toradol works. You know how they do the, uh, hey, I it's Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to Disney World. You know how they do that commercial, Wish Upon a Star and all that stuff? <laughs> yes, I If I you. do not get a Patrick Mahomes, Pat Mahomes here for Toradol. If I don't get that in my off-season, somebody <laughs> screwed up majorly. If he gets to a point, like, you imagine maybe hosting SNL or something. Like, that has to be a spoof. Yeah, He's holding to be hands a with Toradol. <laughs> Like they're walking in a field and they're running together. I can't, He's I can't let me tell you about my best friend. <laughs> it's him and his torn all needle. Like there's no doubt about, it. they shot him up. They numbed the hell out of his foot and it, and it worked. And he came back and they won, but I do want to talk about the other, and we'll get to Pat Mahomes and his greatness. I do want to highlight the Eagles had a really good year, man. Like damn good season. I'm listening yeah. to WIP coming in just to hear what the other side is and, their entire segment is based about firing their defensive coordinator, who they've already hated, and they're ranting and raving. Jalen Hurts, I think, solidified himself last night for a lot of people. Uh, he was twenty-seven to thirty-eight, three hundred four yards, an eight-yard average. He had a tutty. He had three more on the ground in he the threw whole two bombs. Bush, yeah, Bush push. He had the bombs. Like Jalen Hurts is not a reason they lost that football game, and I think a lot of people would have thought going in if they lose it's because Jalen Hurts isn't good enough. They made him play a different style of football, but I thought he showed up and he showed out last night. He was terrific. He was outstanding. He played far better than I thought he would. I didn't think he was particularly great. Now, granted, he didn't have to be against the Giants because that game was a bloodbath and didn't really have to be against the 49ers because they didn't have a player who could functionally throw a football forward. So he didn't have to play great in either of those games. I, I did have a bit of a vibe of you know kind of the Jimmy Garoppolo 49ers like i that was my vibe going into the super bowl just feeling like the eagles are undoubtedly the better team like outside a quarterback outside a tight end maybe defensive tackle with chris jones like you're probably taking every philadelphia eagle player over the kansas city chief player But that was the same vibe I had going into the 49ers and Chiefs Super Bowl. The the 49ers were the better team. They had the better defense. Their offensive line was great. They got all these weapons. Like, that team was absolutely loaded. They just were held back a quarterback. And Jimmy Garoppolo missed a throw late, and that was part of the reason they lost. But that was the vibe that I had. Jalen Hurts outperformed even what I thought. I think the challenge for them going forward will be the challenge that any other team faces, and that is that go look at the list of unrestricted free agents that they have on this roster. It, it is pretty insane. Oh, they're like, going to lose a lot of talent. Miles Sanders, i yeah. Amalu, yeah. uh, Fletcher Cox, Hargrave, Linval Joseph, you know, Bradbury, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Like, there is a long list of dudes who are unrestricted free agents coming from a Super Bowl competing team who are going to get larger offers in the open market than what Philadelphia is probably going to be comfortable paying for them. So there's going to be some roster turnover, and they're going to have to pay him. So I think the challenge going forward, no different than the challenge in any, any other team. Is he good enough to win with that high of a cap hit but he proved that he is a franchise quarterback and he was outstanding this weekend i don't know how isaiah pacheco did not die when gardner johnson hit him <laughs> i mean my entire party was like oh, oh. <laughs> just hurt just watching it oh man i just felt my kidneys moving and i'm watching on my television here was jalen hurts though in the post game after uh, the eagles fall just
0: you make it happen you know it's, it, it is it is a tough feeling to come up short you know it's a it's, it's a very tough feeling but um i know that the only direction is to rise yeah. and um you know that'll that'll be the mo going forward that'll be the mentality going forward that'll that is a mentality um you know, obviously uh credit them for the game that they played and a very competitive football game and a Competitive of the football team and coach reed um but, you know we'll sit back and reflect on it and
1: we'll learn from it gotta hurt man i i find myself i'm a big jalen hurts fan i really am yeah, i i don't I, know I, how you're not man his comeback story and his life and what he's become in the nfl it's fantastic um i try to like be balanced. Of I'm, I'm rooting for him to be good, but I'm also admittedly like I don't know what his career was going to be in heading into that game. If you would have told me he was 21 of 27 for 182 yards with a 6.7 average, I would said that's about right. But then you would have said, no, actually that's Patrick Mahomes, and Hertz is going to throw for over 300 yards at an eight yard average. I would have been like, wow, Philadelphia's probably going to win that football game. But again, they could not get their rush attack going. And the thing that sucks about this, man, I we've seen this time and time again in our lives. Fourteen and three. And, you know, today a lot of people are gonna play the, well, you know, the Eagles lost, but man, <laughs> next year we play this game, and it's it's just incredibly difficult to ever recapture this magic. Maybe Hertz took a step forward though in this game, and that's the difference maker. That's why Kansas City continues to find themselves close to this spot, if not in the spot because of the quarterback. Maybe Philadelphia found that yesterday. They might. There's no doubt. I love your point, though, because we do this every year with teams. I saw tweets immediately after the game. The Eagles will be back, and I don't. they're not going anywhere. I'm not arguing that. They're going to be a good team for a while. They're well-run. They've been a great organization for 20 to 30 years, but to your point, like we all it's, oh, well, Cincinnati will be back. Well, they didn't get back this year. Will they get back next year? You got to get through Buffalo again. You got to get through Kansas City again. It's going to be a gauntlet. A lot of us picked the Rams to win a and lot, repeat. A lot of people thought the Rams are going to be back. Like, it's just, you never quite Know how the next year is going to go. And as I highlight the unrestricted free agents, now the challenge begins of can you can you put in Jalen Hurt's contract and how much of these pieces that you're going to miss that were key pieces on your Super Bowl run, how many of them are going to have to leave in free agency because you're going to be paying Jalen Hurts a, a significant amount more money uh, next year than you were this year. But I think everybody finds him easy to root for. He's an incredible human being. His per, you know perspective after the game, a tough emotional loss, it could have gone either way. The perspective was brilliant, and everybody, I think, is pulling for him. A great one from one of our P1s, Shrek and PDX, the Philadelphia Union, 90 seconds away from the MLS Cup. The Philadelphia Phillies were up 2-1 in the World Series. They worry the up. Eagles up 10 points at halftime. Oof. Philly getting the opposite. That's like an anti-Boston treatment Oof. there. Like the opposite of what Boston had for a while. And you got to rely on James Harden in the playoffs. Yeah, not great, Bob. <laughs> not great. A tough night for Philadelphia fan. Hour number two. Pat Mahomes' greatness next. During